You're listening to the 20 Minutes a Day podcast, a Chemists Without Borders project. I am your host, Colin Yokanovich, and I serve as a digital media volunteer with Chemists Without Borders. This podcast is part of a larger initiative known as the Two Minutes a Day Project. The goal of the project is to build a community where individuals, chemists, and their networks, as well as anyone else interested, can share and discuss problems, propose solutions to those problems, and collaborate in order to have an impact. We believe that when we all think of an issue for two minutes a day, the focus and the concentration will become habit. Because when people will start to become more conscious and aware of the problems, whether that is a global problem or a local problem, we will all be driven to action. This show is designed to highlight change makers in the chemistry community everywhere. We hope to discuss how we can all work towards advancing humanitarian causes in the context of our deeply busy and often very scheduled lives. With the mission of two minutes a day in mind, We look to tell these stories through an incremental approach. Each episode will run for 20 minutes, with the intent of exposing our listeners to one humanitarian scientist per episode. The objective of this show is to cultivate a distinctly humanitarian mindset, and that is the goal of this show. We hope to address loosely how any citizen that is concerned about human welfare and concerned about the well-being of the planet can think and how we think is going to transform how we address these issues. We hope that by bringing on a diverse community of scientists, we can answer this question from many different perspectives. I welcome Dr. Bakar Kanu of Winston-Salem State University to the show. Dr. Kanu received his PhD in analytical chemistry from the University of Manchester, United Kingdom in 2003, and he has since served as a professor researcher, and advocate. Most recently, he has collaborated with Chemists Without Borders to pioneer a program that involves his students with the CWB Sierra Leone project. Since 2015, several undergraduate STEM majors have engaged in research with our nonprofit organization to enhance chemistry education in Sierra Leone. The ultimate goal has been to provide chemistry laboratory kits to high school and first-year university students by training teachers to use the kits in their classrooms. In addition to the standard labs that will help students understand basic chemical concepts, most of the STEM experiments developed for this project will focus on the application of chemistry towards practical knowledge relevant to communities in Sierra Leone. It's a big deal to have you on the show, Dr. Kanu. You are first and foremost an educator And with that considered, I thought we would start off by asking what it has meant to you developing relationships with various organizations in the chemistry community, whether it be professional organizations like the American Chemical Society or nonprofit organizations like Chemists Without Borders. First of all, um, thank you for um, having me today. Um, as, as an educator, one of the, um, the strengths I have developed continuously is my ability to network with um, professional organizations or non-profit groups trying to solve humanitarian problems, not, not only in the United States, but also around the world. 
um, I always look at the mission statements of these um, organizations before getting involved with their activities. Um, as an example, um, the primary mission um, of the American Chemical Society is to um, advocate or to advance the border chemistry enterprise and its members for the benefit of the world and its people. Chemists without borders on the other end um, is trying to solve humanitarian problems around the world, mainly by um, mobilizing the resources of the global chemistry enterprise and its network. So this statement closed the tide I close the tide to my uh, mission in life. I've always been interested in using my education to help other people. Therefore, it has meant a lot to me working with um, different nonprofit organizations and uh, in the interest of service and at the same time fulfilling my personal and professional goals. How did you initially pilot the idea of combining your educational mission with the humanitarian mission of the Sierra Leone project? I, I took over the Sierra Leone Chemistry Education Project as the director in um, October of 2015. So immediately what I, what I did after taking over was to assemble a team of um, undergraduate and graduate students, chemistry professionals in academia, and the industry, and also um, retirees. Our team um, currently has members from all over the world. One one thing that was quite clear and a problem is how to secure funding to move the project forward. Um, we were very fortunate to receive some funding initially from the uh, American Chemical Society Global Innovation Committee. Another fund, another small amount of money came from a church, upgrade church in Michigan. And there were also individual donors like um, Dr. Wanda Goss. So this amount of money allowed us to, um, to develop the project initially. We came to the point where implementation becomes the problem, mainly due to the lack of funds. At that same time, I have, um, undergraduate students from my institution, Winston-Salem State University, um, involved with the project. It immediately came to my mind, why not um, develop a STEM class for this project and allow our undergraduate students to teach science in developing nations? This was how the um, study abroad in chemistry class, now part of this project, developed. The next step after developing the curriculum for the course was to secure funding to get that class moving. I am thankful to my current institution, Winston-Salem State University, for providing um, financial support when I was developing the curriculum. Um, I was also able to submit a proposal to the um, Intelligence Community Center of Academic Excellence, who is currently funding um, the project. As someone who studied abroad myself, how did you originally conceptualize the idea of building a new program from the ground up? And not only that, also I've also been informed that you involved other universities from North Carolina in your study abroad project. 
I have to be very careful here in making sure I give credit to everyone. Um, currently, I have been and I'm working with um, the following academia, academic institutions. And the first one is the um, University of North Carolina in Charlotte. And um, I've collaborated there is um, Dr. James Walsh. And then um, Universidad and Periana de Ciencias Aplicadas. That's a university in, in, in Peru, and our contact there is Dr. Maria de Fatima Fernandez. Also, there is another institution in Virginia, Radford University, um, to Dr. Sarah Kennedy. There is also recently University of Southern Mississippi. We have our contact there is Dr. Jonathan um, Broom. Um, from the industry, we have also so far collaborated with Dow Chemicals to um, Dr. Ronda Gross and then um, um, Quad Seals and um, Raven Analytical Laboratories. And Mrs. Joanne McMahon is our contact there. Um, there are also several graduate students pursuing the PhD, their PhDs at other institutions. In, um, academia the key to um successful project development is to focus on your goals and establish the correct um networking strategy the class we um we launched in spring of 2020 there were only students from winston salem state, um, state university who were enrolled in it so one one thing um we are trying to do right now is that um, one problem we have is that um, classes within the University of North Carolina system can only be taken by universities within that system. So to, to overcome that um, problem, what we are doing is to, to get involved, to use them um, chaperones. So we have chaperones from other institutions who are not part of the who are not part of the um, University of North Carolina system to serve in that role, and also they get to contribute to the project as well. I really have to commend you for starting a conversation about our role as citizens of the world and almost the responsibility that scientists should have to the world. What has been the most rewarding experience so far um, in terms of engaging students and exposing them to the many different aspects of being a scientist in this case, working in the nonprofit or non-governmental sector? For this project, the, the most rewarding experience for me has been um, my drive to engage um, my students to use their scientific knowledge to contribute to the education of um, people in developing nations. I think um, short, short efforts represent a powerful tool to drive meaningful change in countries where scientific training may be, may be lacking. And I see, I particularly see this as the future of education in science and our role as citizens of the world. It has been, um, it has also been rewarding to me to um, motivate students to be successful with their personal and professional goals. And most of the time, and they do not see what you what you do for them when they're in front of you. But they often thank you later after they move on to their next career. 
and recognize they are encountering all of the advice you had been giving them when they were in front of you? The, ro the role of educators has changed a lot over, over the years. Um, when I used to, to go to school, the way our um, classes were taught, it seems to be completely different now. And one reason has been um, because of the um, increase in technology. So what we are trying to do as educators in most of our case to make adjustments as we, as we go along. And um, if you can think of the, the recent um, COVID-19 um, crisis we have around the world right now, it does make it necessary for us to develop um, classes that can be taught online or whether it be whether it be synchronous or asynchronous and so um by having the initiative to probably step out of your comfort of your comfort zone in some cases it will enable you to um, achieve a greater innovation in anything that you're trying to do and um also for me um personally i have um a goal to be able to to help other people and so i value a lot using my knowledge and my ability to develop a um, project that could help help people and that was how all of these projects um, comes about as i touched on in the intro one of the central tenets of this show moving forward is the thought process of being a humanitarian. If you were to describe what humanitarianism means to you, just in brief, I think that would be helpful for our audience. Yeah, that's um, that's a very big time, actually. So I'm going to try to be brief on uh, on this, actually. To me, um, humanitarianism means um, using your knowledge and ability to promote um, human dignity, alleviate suffering, and also save lives. Um, there's a lot of suffering around the world, and um, even here in the United States, we also have um, our own problems to deal with. Um, if we can use our capability and time to develop programs that will help others, that will go a long way for humanitarianism. The project we have developed, this um, Sierra Leone um, chemistry education project, is to allow people to make improvements in their own country by um, enhancing their either scientific talent, the intellectual capital of the country, student potential and ability to compete globally. And we also can engage the youth in science and also we can empower females in developing nations. For, for Sierra Leone, I think um, they, they have a regional exam that is um, students have to pass before they go to, um, to university. And um, I think the latest statistics I saw was that 5% um, um, of females make up that population that will get the required subject to transition to um, to university. That that statistic is coming from the provinces. And so those areas need to be need to be reached to make sure that um, we are providing the resources that they need 
to enable females to be successful. It is a part of nation building. And at the same time, um, we are addressing our national security needs in the, in the United States. Well, Dr. Kanu, I really have to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me on this episode. And I just have to say what a productive and fruitful conversation we've had. I can really sense your dedication. And, and just taking the time out of your professional schedule to be here with us, it really means a great deal. And I really hope we connect in the future on, on future projects because you've definitely made an impact within our organization. Thank you anyway. Thank you for doing this anyway. And then um, sorry it's um, take a while for us to get together. When I just said, okay, let me do it over the weekend. And, and um, it's really busy over here, even though we have um, a crisis in the, in the country. But there are so many other things going on at the same time, trying to prepare for fall, trying to do research. There are so many things going on, actually. More and more challenges. What any problem presents is opportunity. So, so this, this is a problem. We're trying to take advantage of it and um, get to the next level of, of, how we, of how we do business. Thanks for sticking with us through this episode of 20 Minutes a Day. This podcast has been a Chemists Without Borders production. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at ChemWithoutB, and please subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us if you leave a review and helps make our show more visible to future listeners. Thank you.